Welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, a movie podcast where one or both of us never saw a movie that most of you guys saw and we just were under a rock for, I guess. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knez. And today we are celebrating 420 as it is this week. We're watching Cheech and Chong. Yes. Is that the name of the movie or is that the... Because I'm the one that hasn't seen it. Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke. Up in Smoke. Okay. So they're a brand. They're a friend. They have more than one movie, right? Yes. There is... Yeah. There's Up in Smoke. There's the next movie, I think it's called. Yeah. Oh, it's just called the next movie. Cheech and Chong Next Movie. That's great. That's like Airplane (laughs) 2, the sequel. (laughs) Right. And that was the... uh, Yeah. Those were the sequels. And I think... I swear to God, there is one... Where they're like in Regent times, Regency mm-hmm. times, which is 1780s or so. Oh, wow. And it's set in, the, I, I don't know how <laughs> this fits into the Cheech Chongiverse, but uh-huh. it's like, it's. It, I remember seeing that and being like, wow, that's pretty bold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We um, started partaking. Yes. Uh, we smoked a joint and yeah uh a little bit of a liquid i, I have a pbr yeah, weed drink yeah uh, i don't know if you guys it's, know that's a thing pbr is the first that i know of, of a beer brand to get in mm-hmm. on the weed industry and clark had a swig of it too and it's pretty good it's a high seltzer that's what it's yeah. called it's facing me it's not facing me. yeah <laughs> it's energy guava oh my yeah. gosh and i've been wanting to try it i've had it since like the end of the year but it's like april 5th today we're you know not obviously recording yeah, this on 420 sure. we have to get ahead of the schedule i've had it for like three months but like the thing with me is in weed i usually just do it at night to sleep and unwind if i'm having a really bad day and nowhere to go and i just need to like not ruminate i'll mm-hmm. take weed but like i've been trying on days where it's not urgent that i get things done but i should get things done like sativa because it's supposed mm-hmm. to make you energized and focused and i have all these friends including clark here that yeah. are like yeah i can do anything i can clean the oven and it's interesting and this that, and the <laughs> other like that's a quote from you verbatim yeah, I, a lot of my writer friends sure. are like i only write when i'm high and i'm yeah. like what and i did that one night and it did go well i did get 20 pages out of a screenplay that i was writing oh. before bed so that was good that's Thanks. really good I mean, once I'm in front of the computer, I'm pretty good. But like, I was surprised I was. And the next morning it was actually, you could read it. It wasn't nonsense. So I was good. (laughs) That was the big test. So thank you to our former guest, uh, Ryan Parsons, actually. He's Mm -hmm. the one that told me he writes while he's high. And I was like, oh, I'll listen to you, I guess. But it's not a 100% or 1000% batting Mm -hmm. average. I sometimes just peter out after an hour or I just or I just end up being like, you know what? I'm just going to play puzzles on my iPad and watch YouTube all day. Like it's just Mm -hmm. like so I haven't had a good day where I could like experiment with this drink and see if it does Mm -hmm. energize and focus me. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is true. Like there is a crapshoot. It's like it's never a perfect science. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, you roll and like there have been sometimes where I've had, you know, what I thought was a lot, and I'm like somewhere like super <laughs> cool, like at a festival or something, and mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, I do not feel one thing. Yeah. But also, it does matter with context, though. Yeah. Because you could be at home, man. I'm not high at all. Then you go to like the <laughs> corner store, and it's like, You're oh my go, god, no. I am so fucked up right now. That has happened yeah. with me. Not like a million times, but at least two or three times, which I think is two or three times too many when walking my dog for Mm. the last night, like last walk of the night, I'll be like halfway around my block and I'll be like, holy fucking shit. I am too stoned to be in public. (laughs) Like it'll just like hit me. Like I can't even open my eyes. I'm like, (laughs) I just like a joke with us because we we have a former friend. It's your story. Do you want to tell the eyes story? I had a former friend. My former friend too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were... Giving me and three <laughs> or uh, two other people a ride. And I've heard this story from both the other people too. <laughs> yes, <amazing>. that's <laughs> the best part. But it was crazy. So we were going to like a comedy show. We were all partaking in the marijuana. <laughs> and 
and we were like, oh, let's take a Lyft or an Uber. And, you know, our friend, <laughs> oh, to God. their credit, they were saying, oh, yeah, I'll drive you guys. I mean, I guess we were like, oh, I guess they're fine. Yeah. But as we're driving, I mean, probably at the halfway point, it wasn't horribly far, but still... This person says to us, <laughs> while turning uh, left in an intersection, too, isn't it kind of crazy that when you get so high sometimes, you cannot see? And we were like, what are you talking about? I must have sobered you guys the fuck up. I couldn't believe my ears. Yeah. I don't know. It, we were all like kind of looking at each other. and We were like, does he mean this in this point in time <laughs> or in general <laughs> or in general like okay either way alarming to say the very least and we were just like please don't tell us that you're too fucked up to drive yeah. because if not pull over yeah. and they were like no 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 i'm fine i'm fine i was just saying and i was oh, like but God. why would you say that to us and this is someone <laughs> who's already not great with boundaries already yeah. not self-aware we're all yeah. former friends of this human for a reason mm -hmm. uh he also has a terrible driving record like yes. totaled multiple we don't cars. Even... <laughs> We're not going to go into the things and the things. But yeah, we'll say totaled multiple cars. Stuff, uh, yeah. There's, it gets even crazier. Yeah, that was... Because <laughs> there is, yeah, a certain level where even being home alone, you're kind of a danger and you should probably just pass out yeah. at some point. Um, you can't keep your eyes open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. But that's, I mean, it's used as a sleep aid, so... But, yeah, I think I, I feel like... If you're also like at a music festival or something, mm -hmm. the higher the better. And because I feel like what it is, is like everybody there kind of makes you feel comfortable and stuff. Because mm. everybody's there to have fun and mm. everybody's usually pretty fucked up. So it is kind of fun to be in a group like that. And that's why I think like uh, like you were talking about with that drink mm -hmm. earlier. Like it would be cool to go to a party and it being socially acceptable for everybody to be high. But, yeah, because yeah. I don't like for any podcasters out there, I don't drink at all. Like I stopped drinking years ago. It just stopped agreeing with me. I would get headaches or black out right away after like a beer. And so I'm right. like, oh, this is and I grew up in a substance abuse family where I already could kind of take or leave alcohol anyway. And I thought it was just one of those sober sallies that just didn't do anything. But a year ago, I got back into weed. I've been in and out mm -hmm. of it my whole adult life because I'd stop sleeping and eating. So I, mm -hmm. that was the best thing I could do. And now I yeah. do it every night. Um, but it's like, it doesn't need to be a social thing with me. It's more of a private thing. But I've gotten high with you a few times. Yeah. I got high with another friend of mine like over the summer. Um, but like you and I were stoned at Universal yeah. when we went a few months ago. That was and pretty fun. That was fun. But it was funny this time. We went twice recently. The second time I was sober. Um, but you took something mm -hmm. different because you were like oh we may have been like it we were pretty stoned yeah, the first we were, time yeah. we went it was yeah. like oh maybe there's a medium it was crowd. Like a, yeah yeah I, <laughs> I know what you mean but like i think it was uh i mean also you're getting jostled about yeah. and stuff i mean it is overwhelming in it general, was fun so, though because yeah. we like i think it hit too when we were on the transformers ride mm -hmm. or like it hit full capacity and that's the ride that we got stuck on <laughs> And, like, that was a yeah, fun was experience a... to be like, oh, I'm high, and we're just stuck looking at a wall. It was a bare-ass <laughs> wall, because a lot of it is projections, yes. and a lot of the universal yes. rides, mm -hmm. they, it's mostly you do something kind of cool, and then you get into, like, front of a screen, and then you kind of, yeah. it's a motion simulator at that point. But yeah. uh, we were in that motion simulator point, so we're just seeing a bare screen, pretty much, in a bare wall, and we could kind of see the magic, <laughs> or behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, it was very much seeing, like... <laughs> You know, as a puppeteer, I, I always hear people be like, the magic's <laughs> destroyed when you see the photos of, like, all the puppeteers, yeah. you know, puppeteering on Henson and with their hands shoved up right. the puppet's ass. It was kind of like that moment. There's a video of us on TikTok saying, like, Transformers, robots in disguise. And you can tell how baked we are. Like, it's yeah. not even a little bit subtle. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but it was, it was fun. And, you know, we were trying to chat with the the other fellow ride people and i don't think they were having it cause, cause oh which one the, the, when we got stuck the reason why we got stuck was the, oh, the people right. the announcement like we got warnings that we were gonna yeah. get stuck because someone was like keep your arms and legs inside the carts at all time yeah. and then we eventually got stopped and i told the entire cart that we were in of like 12 people i'm like good job guys we weren't the problem car right and most people one person left and I most think... people are like oh god these two <laughs> yeah i mean you never 
Also, people are scared too. Yeah, I maybe, think we were maybe. like, we were just we fine. were just taking it as we were a, like, we're on an adventure. We're saying. stopped. <laughs> if I was drunk, I would have broken out. I would have. I would have been the problem. I, they would have had to stop the ride for me. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up being a baby on the ride. But anyways, <laughs> like, why would you? Yeah, anyway, yeah, questions. But um, but yeah, it was really cool being. I feel like if you go to an amusement park, yeah, there's certain places where it's like, oh, it's kind of fun to be a. Yeah, for, I would do it. Anyways, I would do it yeah. again. I, for whatever the reason, didn't want to do it two weeks ago, yeah. but I don't remember, even remember why. But I, I would definitely do it again, yeah. especially since we're going to go at night when it's clearing out and just walk onto the rides like we did last time. Right. But, Very low pressure. We could take the train there. Which it's is amazing. Cool. It's yeah. so amazing. We walked onto Jurassic World and the Mummy ride. Mm-hmm. Like we got probably the penultimate rides each or something right. like that. It was awesome. Well, it's just like amazing that it's. Uh, yeah, it's so close because like Disneyland, it's like you can do that. I Disneyland, know it's just sadly. too far. Yeah, um, for us, for us. Yeah, if you live in Anaheim, good for good you. for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad but, we're talking about all this stuff because I actually don't have a lot to say about the movie. I just right. know it's about stoners and so, weed culture. I mean, so it's, it's kind of like what we're talking about. Okay. It, you know, it's these stoners that butt up against society and is this from I, the 70s or 80s i believe this is 70s okay yeah this is 70s because i because like cheech marin kind of he pulls a bit of a, a bit of an ice cube or mm. or so like where he's kind of like a cal- counterculture symbol but he kind of starts becoming like a family right you right. know the are father. we there yet is, yeah, is that, yeah yeah because that was ice cube right yeah that was yeah. ice cube exactly and so he kind of had a similar thing where he was kind of counterculture you know with the weed and everything but then he starts you know getting these uh or substantial roles and then chong is a great musician uh right. yeah but anyways so it's these dudes that are just like butting up against did they write it too or were they just gifted this project i okay i want to say that they were like yeah comedy duo because i know that they do have out comedy albums but it's like a lot of sketches Mm. so i think they're more like sketch people to be honest so um and i think from there that's how they uh, gain notoriety yeah through That's the comedy circuit so yeah so it's like snl without the snl exactly yeah. yeah and they may have been i mean i don't i don't know why i haven't looked into it but i guess we could do save that for the outro or yeah. the uh, recap half. yeah yeah cool. but um i think it, i remember it being funny when was the last time you saw it I don't know if I've even seen this one. Oh, so, like, really? This is, this oh, I didn't might know that. be a first one for oh, me. Oh, wow. But see, I might have been stoned, so maybe I don't remember. Um, that's a horrible <laughs> stereotype, though, sometimes. No, it's true, I think, though. Yeah. I watched Super Troopers. I think it was Super Troopers sure. that I saw stoned, and I don't remember a damn thing. I stared oh, really? at the wall the whole time because I was way it, too stoned. Okay. Do you yeah. remember if it was good or not, at least? I remember not liking it, but I okay. remember not. it was not a fun high. It was like when you're really stoned yeah. and you're just literally staring at a wall. Like, I'm not even metaphorically speaking. You like just that's don't all you can have handle. anything to do with yourself. Like, you just, you're so checked out and you're like, this isn't even fun. Mm-hmm. But this was back in the day before weed was legal, too. And it was yeah. like harder to know what kind of strains you were getting and all that jazz. Right. Like when it was prohibited and stuff. When it was only medical marijuana, I remember getting edibles sometimes, mm. and they weren't allowed to really say that there was THC in it. You oh, know, wow. so they they would just be like, "This is a cookie. It does contain." Mm. But they couldn't tell you how much something. Yeah, and they couldn't tell you how much. Oh, I good don't think. Lord. I mean, maybe it was just the Stone Age, and they didn't know. But sometimes you'd get a cookie, did nothing. Mm. Sometimes you'd get a little piece of a cookie, and it was like. Well, I remember in, Col- when Col- in Colorado when it became legal, mm-hmm. I um, some years back had like a really bad heart procedure that mm-hmm. took me out for like a month and I needed some pick me up. So I told my former comedy partner who was a huge stoner, I'm like, you can smoke me up one night because mm-hmm. I wasn't smoking pot at the time. I was barely doing any substances. And he was like, yes, yes. Like, I'm so excited to get Lauren Blair. Yeah. Hi, I've never seen this. And um, he's like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you want? What do I want? And he's like, well, there's so many different strains. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to stare at a wall. Because that was part of why I fell out of it. Because I was like, that's not fun. That's just not fun. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whatever gives me the giggles. Right. Hell to the yes. Do whatever that is. Do what like go go. Mm-hmm. That's what you should shop for. And yeah. It was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing now. It's like mm-hmm. if that was the Stone Age, like before or mm-hmm. whatever. Like we're definitely in the Golden Age. Like yeah. where it's Golden like, Age of weed. Yeah, Golden <laughs> Just Age. Just like television. Which is kind of cool. Which I think 
as much as I think like Cheech and Chong. So I, I'm trying to think about it like in popular culture and whether it does kind of hurt the image of marijuana mm. or so I think this will that, be an interesting watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I, I do think that it makes it some somewhat because if you think about this, this is before the war on drugs or like, uh, or like or kind of during. Rising. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is, you know, war on drugs time. So it could be, like they would have to gear it towards like being like a negative view of it. I don't yeah. know. So yeah. Well, it's interesting too because you were even saying we did a little impromptu photo shoot mm-hmm. of me with my weed drink in Clark's kitchen because I'm sooner than later, probably not by the time this is out. Maybe I don't know. Uh, starting a blog on my website where I'm going to mm-hmm. talk about a lot of things, including weed, because there's so much mythology about how mm-hmm. it works and like what it does and what it doesn't do. And you were saying like. I want to like classify weed or like, mm-hmm. like make it classy, not classify yeah. it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, uh, so it was fun to just take some fun model kind of yeah. shots with weed. And we kind of got into a conversation where it's like, yeah, sometimes it's like adults mm-hmm. do weed and it can be sophisticated. Yeah. It's not all tie dye shirts and, you know, overgrown know. man children. Like it's that kind of I, that, that is the stereotype. That is, and that's why that, people are afraid. That's why it was intimidating even for me to walk into a dispensary and be like, right. "I'm not sleeping. I need help." You know, and <laughs> yeah. a lot of the people that work in dispensaries are that stereotype, and they don't always hear the medical yeah. stuff that you're looking for. Which is why I want to start writing about this mm-hmm. from like a more middle right. road approach. I'm sorry, but I literally think because I really didn't get into weed honestly until my late twenties. Yeah, to be honest, or mid twenties. And I think part of it was like, I am not going to listen to the Grateful Dead or right, Pink right, Floyd jam bands. <laughs> like, I want nothing to do with jam band people. Right. So I, I, I think that that kind of work, <laughs> we just has a really long, lasting, um, like stigma on it, mm-hmm. mostly because of racism. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like it really is racism. Reefer uh, madness. William oh. Randolph Hearst. He was known as the biggest you know publishing magnates yeah. in the world and he really i mean he was in control of all the newspapers he was pushing the story that these illegal immigrants are mm-hmm. coming yeah. and they are bringing this oh they're bringing this marijuana and stuff and that's what really kept you know when they were trying to decide whether caffeine was going to be listed as a drug right you know during those right. hearings and stuff like that that's when like marijuana just the mm-hmm. whole mood on marijuana kind of got this negative connotation and yeah and it's kind of awful that the illegal illegalization of it stems from yeah, yeah this this horrible racism yeah it yeah it's perpetuated racism yeah. too in a lot of ways and um especially in the legal it's, system and uh it's just crazy too my one of my favorite parts of harold and kumar is when they do the psa commercial where it's right. like i'm so high look it's my dad's gun <laughs> it's like that just doesn't happen <laughs> it's literally the safest i mean you know, again you don't want to be driving if you can't open your eyes like that one person (laughs) i'm not saying nothing bad can happen anything bad can happen in life in any state but you know you gotta mind your your surroundings and and be self-aware but like it's not that's something a coke addict would do or a drunk would do not a it is not like a and that's why it's just so funny to me (laughs) i and i think i saw a movie recently where it was cartoonish like that and i'm like i would have never because well, a lot of those that. 1950s movies also yeah. solidified those just what a bad it was like after school type special yeah b movies that were like you know the dangers of marijuana right and yeah and i didn't know what it felt like until mm-hmm. you know i started like mm-hmm. i started and I was like, oh, it is different than... I thought it was going to be exactly like being drunk, which right. is crazy. That's no, insane. I think... I don't know what I thought, but but I think I was like 18 or 19 the first time I smoked pot. And I was like, oh, I like this way more than alcohol. Yeah, but sure. I only switched in my mm-hmm. 20s because alcohol was legal once I was 21. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... And most of my friends weren't potheads. I was like the quote unquote bad one. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't even have resources to like... It's not like my friend was a dealer and I was yeah. I was the bad one of the friend group and I wasn't even that bad, but comparatively. So 
I was like, okay, I guess I'm not really smoking anymore. But then yeah, it became legal a few years later, yeah. so it was fine. Which is really cool. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it would be kind of interesting, speaking of that, like that wasn't even that long ago. No. And it had that stigma. So it's, it'll be interesting to watch the movie and be like, oh, things have changed. I think it's uh, 1975 this came right. out. So cool. Yeah, and yeah, how about... Yeah, let's finally watch it. Let's finally watch it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in a bit. Yeah, hopefully you'll like our spiels about weed, because if you're you're listening to this, you probably like weed, I'm assuming, if you're tuning into this episode. Yeah, Uh, yeah, exactly. Hopefully it's not nonsense. Hardliners out there. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. And we have seen Up in Smoke. Mm Mm-hmm. And we mostly liked it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some some funny, definitely some funny like almost relatable things in it. The jokes kind of. that they had that were good were brilliant. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's whether what it was the physical or visual comedy, whether it was like the punchlines like uh, they had in the the factory in Mexico, uh, si habla english yeah <laughs> which is if you don't know i speak english but it was in spanish and it's mm-hmm. like whoa that is like a funny easter egg of a joke and yeah. there's like a bunch of that stuff scattered throughout the movie yeah. what it really felt like to me is that it was i mean these obviously were sketches that they had yeah you know i mean because they were that makes know. sense i didn't think about it but it's not the most cohesive story that totally i mean they, they made it work but this makes way more sense looking at it through mm-hmm. that lens. That's interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, it's obviously very disjointed, even from, like, the get-go. Why? <laughs> I, apparently, they had just met each other, and then the next scene is, like, they're... Playing trying... a band and going yeah. on a trip, like, a, a cross-town trip. But, yeah, like... Yeah, so... And was... even that first scene took for fucking ever. Like, like well, not so much at... Um, was it shoot no Cheech's house but then mm. when Chong was getting the car ready in the like when the credits were mm-hmm. rolling in the beginning that was like a four minute oneer yeah. of him just doing dumb stuff or, and it had no plot it had not a lot of uh context for anything coming except for like just like mm-hmm. he's an idiot and yeah. forever but it was like wow that's impressive yeah really good physical comedy also like the part where they to, they like got in the car, took off, and mm-hmm. then did like a pretty much like a U turn, yeah, and then just parked in <laughs> yep. the spot next to it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, just like dumb stuff like that, like so really good, good physical, mm-hmm. uh, visual comedy. That I, I guess in in the context to who they're making this for, I guess would you know play pretty well. And yeah. I think yeah, I think that mostly worked. Yeah, it, it was like Airplane meets yeah. Harold and Kumar meets uh, Dumb and Dumber. Like, that was yeah. my log line, I guess. Yeah, and it was inter- and it's interesting to see something from this time period and, and stuff. Just to, like, even seeing, like, the, the concepts of the way, you know, the police officers are presented as mm-hmm. well. Like, you had, uh, when we were watching, like, we were talking about the commitment of mm-hmm. those actors to be cops and honestly like... this is on point but like quick general aside this is literally one of the best acting films we've seen which <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> like there was not a weak performance in the bunch even yeah. the extras and side characters were so present and what Clark's speaking to is when uh, the main guy was debriefing the three other guys about like the TV made of weed. Mm-hmm. Just I couldn't help but clock the way they were taking notes, the way right. they even put down the clipboard. Like it was just like, you know who those people are mm-hmm. in real life. And they didn't have a lot of lines and they weren't being showboaty. That's a hard. If you're not that an was... actor, you don't understand. That is hard right. to do. And it's just like. I wish all of these people became superstars. Yeah. Because everyone was great in it. Well, and that that's the funny thing about that. Like that's that's like deep comedy that like yeah. is deep comedy that kind of doesn't come back until the mockumentary. Yeah. 
uh, because this had a very mockumentary type of feel mm-hmm. in some uh, in some parts. Just the commitment. I mean, like because it was it real straight. life. It felt like slice of life. The scenes really breathed. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because they're they're obviously joking. Yeah, but their commitment is so like straight. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that worked really well because even actually my favorite line in that, especially in that scene, was when the cops were like, "How much do you think this would be worth?" One guy said, "Oh, it would be like, you know, a hundred, uh, a million dollars." No, like what? <laughs> and then the guy was like, "A billion? No, even more." I'm gonna hold it, and then the other cop was like, "I'm gonna hold it two hundred million." <laughs> That's already wrong, but he's still gonna hold it. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But it was just like funny. It, it was it was very cleverly Weird, written, very yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah. and it, and yeah, and it. Uh, another factor for me, it really felt like they're just like, dude. It's a very guerrilla style mm-hmm. filming too mm-hmm. like it just seems like hey dudes do you want to be in my movie or whatever yeah. it felt very like a buddy it was like mm-hmm. yeah just like friends or whatever yeah. i would imagine yeah yeah so i whenever i see that on screen and i could feel it through the screen i kind of like that also i guess high, being high probably helps with that but yeah i think this movie for me if i saw it sober i think i would have like liked it fine but it would have been a harder watch because yeah. it is so slow moving but yeah. when you're stoned which we are mm-hmm. like you're paying attention because you that's like the paranoia where it's like i don't know where this is going so you're mm-hmm. like locked in a right. little bit more so it's like I think it would have been a hard watch sober, though. I I agree with you. I mean, because it's definitely not like the best comedy. It it in like we're talking about. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make cohesive sense. Mm-mm. Things just kind of get to where they go. The plot is almost too light handed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. There is a plot. It took me a minute to figure out what it was, mm-hmm. but there, yeah, there there was a plot, it, but it's yeah. so light. You almost just think you're watching two idiots just mm-hmm. go on misadventures with no cohesive anything. Yeah. And but the movie also takes a while to get there too. Oh yeah, it, 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 nothing happens for twenty minutes. Exactly, like they just, nothing. <laughs> they just mess around. They just build the world. That's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> they just mess around for a good while. And um, and like we were talking about with you know the actors, I know you don't know Stacy Keach, but Mm-mm. he's he looked he, familiar. But yeah, I, can't I think if you some. looked him up. He's so young in this. By the way, I I don't know if I mentioned this before, uh, but I I did not. I don't think I've seen this movie. I've maybe seen mm-hmm. clips of it. Mm-hmm. I think I saw one of the other movies. So this was a first watch. For so the this both was of us. a first watch for, for me actually. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> But going back to it, yeah, like Stacey Keach and uh, Tom Skerritt. Well, that was a shot. I didn't reckon. I'm so glad you pointed that out because mm-hmm. I would have never in a million years placed that as, as Yeah. Him. And these are two people that I feel like they seem like conservative. Like, like I even tried to figure it out because like you said Tom Skerritt plays Republicans a lot because I asked, isn't he I conservative? Feel. And you're like, no, he pl- maybe, but he plays conservatives. I'm like, no, that's right for sure because he's in – I know him from um, – steel magnolias where it's uh-huh. like the south and all that stuff and then um he was in that show brothers and sisters as oh, sally okay. field's husband who spoiler alert tune out your ears but like he well he passes away quickly it's oh, okay. like what the whole series is about. it's it is what it is but like he the whole premise of that show because it came out like four years after 9 11 was trying to like contextualize liberal versus conservative views and the family was kind of and he was the republican and ali mcbeal the second daughter was oh. the other conservative who had like a Fox TV type show, but Sally Field and the rest of the family was like super liberal. And so it it's like a interesting. It, it's yeah. a little soapy. It's like for sure. Parts are better than others, but it's a great cast. Mm-hmm. Um and so like yeah, he definitely plays conservatives. But I Googled it and it was one of the first things. It's like Tom Garrett, like conservative or liberal. Because I guess everybody mm, has this question. Interesting, yeah. And <clears throat> I couldn't find a definitive answer because I I, okay. I would have had to like get away from the movie because there was like articles. But if you... and it was like talking about James Woods, and I'm like, okay, this is they're either friends and they're associated or they're mm-hmm. actual political allies. I don't know, but like <clears throat> I couldn't find a yes or no answer. So I th- I think no answer is a good answer because yeah. I think either way, like yeah. you know, uh, you would know either way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but th- yeah that's so funny but also at the same time like even when we were talking about marijuana before it's like it's wildly popular like yeah conservatives a lot of conservatives nowadays especially younger conservatives mm-hmm. are like yeah i mean on some issues they're definitely like getting more extreme than previous generations but as far as marijuana goes that mm-hmm. conservatives have let go uh or well, John Mulaney has a really great joke in one of his more recent stand-up specials where he's like, this is literally the first time that I've ever heard of the government after we've been begging like kids, like, come on, daddy, can we go to Disneyland? Can we go to, you know, finally being like, Ugh, fine, yeah, <laughs> just fine, have fine. it, like just rolled over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of true, though, because it was like a big deal. And then oh, it was. Yeah. And I know some states it's still not legal, but like. The wind's changing. Right. And and the whole premise of this movie, actually, is them trying to sneak weed mm-hmm. into America because mm-hmm. it, it was so illegal at yeah. that time. And it's so weird to think about that now. I know. Like, the whole premise of this movie is null and void. Like, yeah. it's a distant memory. Yeah. Where, um, yeah, the legislation of it. God, it's so weird. Like, this was cutting-edge film, like, for its topic, right? Nowadays, like you were saying, conservatives openly Mm -hmm. do this. Like, it's... it's, I take my dog to the weed store. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a legitimate business. It's Mm -hmm. not someone's basement. (laughs) Exactly. Because, like, before, if I wanted to... Now I could have it delivered. But right. like before, it's like Pizza Hut. Yeah. But before it was like I had to find my shadiest coworker. Right. And ask for, for weed. And, you know, and it used to, yeah, it used to be such a hassle. And if you didn't know anybody who sold it, you just didn't have it. That's like, why I would drink with my um, friends in the summer when I was back home in New Hope, Pennsylvania, because none of them were well my best friend lauren was but like she was kind of in the same boat as me like none of them were into weed because it was illegal and like drinking underage was fine but not pot you know what i mean and so like when i went to i went to the university of miami and i similarly fell in line with people that drank but mostly didn't smoke except for my best friend from college who transferred in from like a different college and they were all potheads Mm. so i would drive to like north miami to buy like a lot of weed you know wow. what i mean because it was like i didn't have other connections and like i was in south miami for and miami is like a big trafficy city for anyone that doesn't know so it was like a, a yeah. commitment right and it was like i swear to goodness that weed was laced with something else too because like I, oh I got God. one of my friends stoned for the first time and we were like borderline hallucinate like not like literally but like way too fucked up yeah and like way too visual and like just every stimuli was freaking us out but we were laughing about it and i brought it back home and my best friend lauren and i got stupid high and mm-hmm. in my pool area one night and because remember you had to always be outside and away from the parents and away from the fa- right. you know like all, everything yeah. and so like um and we were also similarly there was a lot of heat lightning that night and we were screaming but laughing yeah it's like that's not normal i don't know what that is but that's not your normal like we were baked yeah and it's not like we were taking a thousand hits like we were altered like it was i don't know i've i've had that happen from an edible though oh yeah yeah me and and a a family member i don't want to dox them i guess but it's it's a probably a pretty well-known story in Mm -hmm. my family but anyways we were um we I picked up some uh, marijuana baked goods mm-hmm. or, and I was like, <laughs> and it was at the time where it would either do something or nothing. Or right, like, right. Absolutely. And it did something. We split a cookie in half and it was a big, it was a pretty big chocolate chip cookie, you know, and I, I was like. You told me this, but I don't remember where it's going and I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Okay. So we were at one of our local malls and we were waiting for my sister so we were like, you know what we'll do is we'll eat we'll uh, we'll eat half this cookie and we'll go to the mall, we'll watch a movie. And um we went in and it was there were no so we each ate 
half. We walked in. We looked at the movies. They were all really bad. And funny enough, in the story, I remember one of them being American Pie, <laughs> maybe Wedding. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. It was one of the sequels though, yeah. that got released in the movie theater, at least. And and then so we were like, oh, shoot. Well, let's just stay in the mall, I guess. And then we went. We played air hockey at an arcade. And at some point, we were playing. Mm-hmm. And it hit us so hard. <laughs> and we both... Without saying a word, we just kind of put the pedals down. We were playing air hockey. We put them down, <laughs> and it was the machine was still whirring, and we and we just walked away. <laughs> and that and it it got worse from there. We got way too. It, it was scary. Uh-huh. Um, but but I know what you exactly what you mean. It was scary. Mm-hmm. But we're still laughing about it and stuff. Right when it's like <laughs> hilarious that like mm-hmm. you everything's scary or yeah but hilarious paranoia maybe like hilarious reactivity i don't know what it is but only on that because i got a huge bag of weed and only that bag of weed fucked me up in that way yeah so i uh, yeah exactly there was i I don't know what it was either a super strain or it was like something else like something was microdosed into it that wasn't just weed yeah wow that's crazy that didn't you had to travel super far for it but but like going back to it it's like some of these (laughs) i mean it's definitely what they show in the movie some of it is true i'm like yeah that's true but it's definitely heightened like Mm -hmm. they do a good job of Mm -hmm. heightening it i don't know if it necessarily helps the marijuana cause but mm-hmm. i don't know i i, I don't i don't yeah, know this wasn't i mean oh that's an interesting point because it wasn't exactly the best poster child for marijuana use yeah yeah but it was also so ridiculous that anyone thinks that this is like the reality of smoking weed mm-hmm. well they're a lost cause anyway exactly yeah um oh that's interesting but i but i yeah. did but i did like how individual they were they were so different very oh my god yeah so i kind of like that like showing like two different types of stoners though because they were you know what's interesting is they were both a little crazy and both Mm kind of the straight man in weird ways like i would say cheech was more of the crazy and less of the straight because like chong just kept talking so like by default he was both sort of depending on what was happening but he could like get them to the next point at least so i guess the straight guy but Cheech also wasn't conventionally crazy. He wasn't wacky. He was like playing it so straight mm-hmm. that even making... if he had no voice of reason, he was still also along for the ride and not like a wild card. Yeah. Like Chong was kind of the wild card. Right. Because he would end up <clears throat> like mistaking something and yeah. making the real error. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sort of the, yeah. the, the butt of the jokes. Like he couldn't find the toilet. Like, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just... Whereas, like, Cheech got to, like, fake hook up yeah. with someone in a van. You know, like, the really interesting layered juxtapositions right. that they did on classic tropes. Like, this was insanely well-written, despite mm-hmm. how s- silly stupid it is. Yeah, yeah. Which you need and smart people to pull that off, though. That's what I was going to say. So, uh, <laughs> and we had looked it up. And so this was filmed, or this this came out in 1978. Mm-hmm. By this point, they had met in started together 10 years is what imdb said they were were 10 years of partners are in some kind of troop together like before the movie wow okay yeah so like they they'd been since yeah been cultivating (laughs) these personalities which is like we were talking about because we were watching it and it's like they do seem young ish Mm -hmm. but they're definitely in their 30s they're definitely in their 30s yeah Yeah. they're not like 22 yeah i don't even think 28 yeah so like this really does seem like they wrote it Mm -hmm. i mean because by this point they had already released a lot of uh comedy albums Mm -hmm. and such and they had a lot of this well established but they're just like well we're the actors so they Mm -hmm. just um because obviously this seemed like it could have been like yeah teens or whatever but um yeah with the whole board we're gonna send you off to military school (laughs) yeah (laughs) kidding by his like yuppie parents It re- so, but it, but it, but you could really see that, yeah, dynamic really. I mean, worked mm-hmm. really well. I imagine, like, even seeing their stage show, like a lot of these are probably, you know, like watching a full like hour of it, like, yeah, is probably like just hilarious and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was surprisingly really good. I, um, 
I mean, not like the best. Definitely not my no, favorite. No, it is yeah. good, though. It is yeah. really good. It's not a movie I could watch mm-hmm. on a whim all the time. Yeah. But, like, I appreciate it, and I think it's well-acted, well-written. It's just, yeah. it's great fun. Right, yeah. There's a, yeah. It was, there's some things where I was like, oh, okay. Well, with, like, women and stuff like mm-hmm. that sometimes. But we were, <laughs> it did pass the Bechtel <laughs> test because there were women that talked without. Yeah. <laughs> talking about men and it did literally <laughs> actually pass the pectal test and uh but it also felt like to me okay this felt like a, almost like a parody of a male gaze movie and yeah. i think that's why it didn't offend me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think a lot of times with humor context is missing like i, I look i'm not going to touch the like cancel culture debate with a 10-foot pole but what i will mm-hmm. say is sometimes people do lack nuance and take things out of context a lot and just because someone's making a boob joke or zeroing in on boobs does not inherently mean it's, you know, objectification or offensive. And I think they walked a really smart line because none of it pinged for me as bad. There was like a moment where I held my breath where I'm like, Oh, is this a product of its time? But before I could even think that whole thought, I'm like, Oh, this is just silly. Yeah. Who cares? Right. It's not that deep. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely, yeah, I've definitely seen way worse yeah yeah and it was just meant to be like these idiots these knuckleheads they're motivated by breasts you didn't even check out the beard (laughs) 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 which was great fun exactly (laughs) i thought that was quite that was that was so ridiculous (laughs) it shouldn't have worked but it did yeah it really it really (laughs) did uh yeah and just that reaction and, you didn't even and then he see... just rolled with them. Yeah, you're just like... Okay, you're in. Yeah, because it's like also when they were driving away from that specific scene before they parked beautifully on like the, you know, island intersection mm-hmm. or whatever, the whole car was so full of smoke. Oh you, my God. It was God. opaque. The windows were opaque That was gray. so funny. Yeah. And that tripped me out a little. I'm like, what is happening here? Because there's no trailer that's like hauling that car. So like... What is what illusion is happening to make this drive? Because like it's either oh some kind of see through glass, you know, or something yeah. like that from like one way but not the other, and they like changed it out because we didn't have CGI then either. So no. I'm like very confused because that was like a there was a couple other cars on the road too. It wasn't like they were the only one on a back country road. That was like a four lane highway. <laughs> so I was like. My overly logical, hypervigilant brain was like, how the fuck is this happening? I know. I know all the movie tricks. I don't understand this one. Yeah. I I feel... Okay. I feel like they could have somebody underneath, maybe, driving it somehow. Maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't know. Or some kind of remote control something yeah. or another. But even then, That's I'm like, this is too... I cannot see the strings. I yeah. cannot see the sleight of hand. Like... So I my think point, it was gorilla. <laughs> yeah. My point being though, that like that's so ridiculous. A car would never get that. You know what I mean? So all the boob humor was like the right. same vein. That's like my long winded point of just yeah. being like everything was so out of proportion. Crazy. Heightened. Yeah. Who yeah. Ca- I don't, I, I'm the super feminist. If you have listened to mm-hmm. this, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I felt like it was pretty. And, Another thing that they really showed, too, was, like, just the way that, you know, like, they even talk about immigration in it, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting, which later on, Cheech Marin makes a movie called um, Born in East L.A., and the premise of this movie, and this is, it's kind of like an offshoot, but I don't think Tommy Chong's in it, but he basically, he's born in L.A., but he goes to Mexico, but he loses something, he can't get his passport, he can't come back, or whatever. It, it. I remember, like, oh shoot! I mean, around this time, this is when you know Reg- the Reagan era. Later on, mm-hmm. I mean, this is obviously still Jimmy Carter, but like the Reagan era, like they were doing a lot of. That's when ICE really, yeah, was bad at that yeah. time. Yeah, so it, they kind of touched on that a little bit, but yeah. And they had that joke that you liked about he wanted free transportation to the wedding. I couldn't believe that. That was actually really funny. Because they knew that even you, all you had to do was look brown mm-hmm. to be deported in a lot of these cases. Yeah. And if you had no proof that, yeah, they would mm-hmm. just uh, deport you. So it was like free transportation. You get free lunch, too. <laughs> and I was like, I've heard that joke before. I didn't know it came from this. That's actually. so funny. And then also seeing the rock scene. 
the what the scene? Roxy and the in oh the, yeah in yeah the yeah. Rock scene. yeah yeah I, I haven't like, been there yet you've never been there mm-hmm. oh man I was there god like a month ago or something <clears throat> oh wow and I hadn't been there in a while and it was weird to see it like this all black I think it's still all black like that but yeah, I went to that same box office and stuff. There were uh, this was all filmed uh, like in uh, Malibu, which I, I thought was kind of a low key baked in joke. That's like the fanciest part of like mm-hmm. the L.A. area at yeah. least. And then these knuckleheads in like a shit car right. are driving around. Like it just that to me the juxtaposition felt like. Yeah. Like a secret joke, just like a juxtaposition joke. I don't know. Exactly. And, you know, like Chong's background, mm-hmm. he's apparently from a rich family yeah, he's and a, stuff. Yeah, like a trust fund baby kind <laughs> of. Which is so weird uh, to think about. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good time. And it was really, uh, going back to it, it was really cool to see LA yeah. during that time, especially like during the early punk because you clocked that that was such a new genre when this was filmed, especially even when it was released. Mm -hmm. But like 77 is kind of when the tides were, yeah, Mm -hmm. going that way. Yeah. And yeah, this was very, it it was interesting to see like the Mm counterculture-ness of it. And in a non-cliche way, because I think like now everyone's in safety pins, like when it's a period piece or, or whatever. But it was like, oh, these are kind of relatively normal, but kind of punky, kind of alternative. There's a mix yeah, in the crowd. Like some were even like mod meets punk, you know, like the girl mm-hmm. that was just bebopping like the dancer from Mighty Mighty Bostones, <laughs> yeah. um, who I loved. I, the bands were that it's band so and the cool. first band. I was like, who are they? And I'm convinced I know the first band, but I can't. I know quite like Stiff Baiters is my best guess, but I don't. Think yeah, that's, it's I don't, one of those. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't know. For some reason, I don't think it's him. Like, yeah, I don't know. but it was really cool that like, and those were like local. I think I looked it up, and oh, it was like local bands. Oh, but they I were okay. But um, I think, yeah, I think just kind of like showing. Like I always say, like watching some of these movies, it's interesting to see like the 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 time capsule of it, and mm-hmm. it definitely. I mean, this is a very exciting time in music. music one hundred, yeah, yeah. You're just like okay. Cool. I think it's one of the coolest, if not the coolest, because yeah. it changed the game. I think for right. a lot of bands to come, and in Los Angeles too. Like it was, yeah. it was a pretty. I mean, everybody always, always, it was definitely London and New York. Like, those but no, LA but, too. And, yeah. and even Paris and Berlin and stuff mm-hmm. had some cool music yeah. going on at this time as well. So, and yeah. into the 80s. So, yeah. So it was really actually pretty cool to see that. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Movie. Oh, I just remembered two things that uh-huh. I want to say about the clothing. Cheech had amazing. Oh, my God. Like, clothes that were falling apart in different stages or chong did yeah was it chong the yeah with the beard he's the tall the one beard. yeah the tall one oh That's i think chong. i've been reversing them oh, the entire okay. time so sorry guys yeah. you know i'm bad at names and I now know, give I'm me so two sorry. similar yeah. names and get me stoned and uh that's why they i think they did that oh yeah. that's so funny okay so the tall gentleman mm-hmm. the tall drink of water one uh was uh he had a, a when he got into the car like in the beginning a seam all the way like ripped all the way up his ass mm-hmm. he's wearing shorts yeah. and like that's kind of funny but then he had his elbows cut out on like one of mm-hmm. his shirts i'm like nobody has two elbows like they do like knees busted open yeah that is so funny and the other piece of clothing that's such a blink and you miss it really tickled me like i actually laughed out loud was tom scarrett's tie when they're on oh the moped God. thing and said, remember Pearl Harbor. That was so funny. I lost it when I saw I know. that. Because it's so, it reminds me of like, because they didn't have 9-11 yet, right? Yeah. They didn't have Never Forget, you know? Exactly. And so this was still like, oh what God. was this like 30 plus years, yeah. not quite 40 years later. And so that's not that, which is scary, but that's not that far off mm-hmm. from like our 20 plus years of 9-11. So like, yeah. remember, I've just never, I want a tie now that says remember Pearl Harbor because it's like so the fun. weirdest form of irony. And I know irony is kind of dead and we killed it, the millennials like 10 years mm-hmm. ago, but 
I want to bring it back with that. Like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Really, that's amazing. <laughs> that was a good thrift store find that they've, or or they made it. I don't know, but still <laughs> sounds like a like, joke. I hope they made it. That's even yeah. funnier to me. If, I don't know. It's funny if it exists in the world too. Both right. options are very funny. And it got and it got found its way to mm-hmm. this movie. Yep. Yeah, in, yep. in that character. My God. And yeah, Tom Scare was so he was actually really goofy and funny mm-hmm. in this and it was almost like the way like on saturday night live when they have like a goofy <coughs> or uh like a really serious actor because i yeah. know him from picket fences mm-hmm. i remember there was like a show like i i, I don't remember what it was it was a cop show but but just to see him be goofy yeah like but that's the thing though i mean it's like jeff daniels and dumb and dumber yes. like you okay this is like okay hot oh acting comedy tip for all you guys out there in podcast land clark and i both went through upright citizens brigade and at the 201 level they like mold you a little differently that sets you on track for the rest of your time there and there's this one exercise i had uh will mclaughlin who's a great working actor very mm-hmm. kind man um and he had us do this scene, and I think it's a part of the curriculum. You probably did it too, where you have to improv a scene that's very normal. There's nothing strange about it. And the suggestion we got was me and my partner had to have a proposal. So he had to propose for me, mm-hmm. and we had to play it super, super straight. You know, like no jokes, no irony, no self-awareness, nothing. Just, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Yes, of course, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, great. We're going to do the exact same scene, but instead of proposing marriage, you're going to propose to Blair to share your burrito with her. <laughs> oh, my Just, God. You know, but you what, have to play it exactly the same. The yeah. same. Like, almost, as verbatim as you can get it, the Just same rep- emotion tightened. Because we really committed to, like, we... Mm-hmm. with the the proposal thing and so we you know had to do that with the will you share this burrito <gasps> yes oh my god yes a thousand i never thought you'd ask blah, blah, blah. you know no sense of irony mm-hmm. and he's like will mclaughlin was just like um and this is what comedy acting is you mm-hmm. just play something as if even no matter how dumb it is find whatever the mapping is whatever the equivalent yeah. is and just play it straight and that's what people like will ferrell do that's what you know Mm-hmm. Every SNL actor, whether it's, you know, uh, getting a serious thespian like Christopher Walken, right. you know, doing the cowbell thing or whether yeah. it's Dumb and Dumber where Jim Carrey, also a great dramatic mm-hmm. actor, but Very. also a good comedy actor and started that way, obviously. And then you got Jeff Daniels. It's just because he's playing the character truthfully. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. So it's like, seriously, comedy acting should be an Oscar nominated category I really like it really should would. i would like the oscars more if it were i still would think it's mm-hmm. a rigged political bullshit game but i would like it more I but think, like this yeah. was seriously up there with fargo in terms mm-hmm. of acting yeah and 100 percent. right and both are comedies too yeah. but it's just like you get yeah but because fargo is more of a dramedy mm-hmm. and not a stupid mm-hmm. stoner comedy yeah, oscar exactly. yeah for francis right. mcdermott the mcdermott at, at least mm-hmm. but yeah yeah but um yeah exactly fantastic uh in that and uh yeah and pretty clever and and i and i know it was probably hard for them to weave everything in Mm -hmm. i mean in i mean obviously i mean i don't know how effective they were in weaving those Mm -hmm. like um comedy but i mean it was still funny i was still along yeah yeah it wasn't it, it was for sure if you think about it clunky, but yeah, if you're along for the ride, it's very fun. Yeah. And I think even like one of the characters in it was like, just let it happen. Or the, the cops <laughs> yeah. when they were stoned eating the pizza. Yeah. Just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. Okay. I'll eat this pizza. <laughs> Which is what totally happens. I ate a salad. <laughs> Which is my uh, stoner thing, I guess. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> I ate dark chocolate almonds. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was funny to see like yeah these, and again yeah these stereotypes that are just heightened for this movie and um, and I think also at the same time uh, you know they're they're showing yeah they're just showing that people are some people just want to just have a good time sometimes mm-hmm. you know and yeah. So well, it's also harmless fun. I mean, when you think about, I mean, okay, maybe we're not when they're driving fair, but the rest mm-hmm. of it, they're not really doing anything bad. Yeah, they're not. 
they're just doing stupid stuff right and wasting or, their or time. just yeah exactly they're just in life like being <laughs> like really one of my favorite jokes <laughs> well i mean they get themselves out of things but mm-hmm. then they get them themselves back into it like when they raided chong and they chong was outside and he was like hey come in and they closed the door behind him we have to find a way to get you out of here i was just outside yeah (laughs) it was just like so funny like that and like yeah it's nothing uh really yeah i mean even that feels like a button to the end of a sketch yeah like that's how you end that sketch (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah that's 100 Mm percent the funny joke at the end right derails everything and it and because it did kind of remind me uh, almost of like the flight of the concords in a way because they also do music on Mm -hmm. this and stuff and goofy as that music is but um you could tell that it's like oh we've been performing this on stage for years now and we just have it down and we you know and, and it's mm-hmm. cool to see them translate it you know yeah yeah and also having two leads that i mean one hispanic one uh mixed race chinese mm-hmm. man and like i i think that that's amazing you know that's especially for the 70s for the 70s yeah like that's hella progressive like it's surprising this movie got made and has been a cultural landmark yeah. ever since because that should have been a bigger uphill battle. I'm not saying it should have because it's correct, but just mm-hmm. logistically. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Impressive feat. And have the topic. I mean, it was a Paramount movie. Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay. That's legit. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, definitely a lot different than Reefer Mad- Madness. That's what Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, one last joke. Mm-hmm. When the cop was about to raid the house and he kept speaking in the window <laughs> Which you, you were like oh yeah fargo yeah, and i was like oh my god for the sure second time that we watched it it's just terrible I mean, not incognito like, people right in front of like not from far away just right in front and so just dumb. in enough where you can see that he's like covering his eyes <laughs> it's not like oh is there a bird in the window is there a shadow from the clouds or something no no yeah. no that is very 100 percent a human a <laughs> just like see Bashemi walking yes <laughs> yeah and through like a full door window <laughs> yeah and it's like <laughs> great great way to be yeah that was a very funny joke <laughs> But I liked how they poked fun at these cops and stuff like that. Yeah, they showed how incompetent they truly are. Exactly. And then they he got out those big binoculars and he was like, oh, there's a donut shop. You know, the pigs, you know, eating their donuts. And yeah. That was good. It was good fun. It, yeah. it was a good uh 420. Yeah. Happy 420. Yeah. If you guys are listening. Which is a to holiday. I, whether I'm, you know, into weed or not, I think it's lame. I think it's, any commemoration like, of anything like that, but yeah. because it is very arbitrary. Well, it's also just like, you're not going to tell me what to do. We're supposed to be rebels and we're all going to like do something in uniform right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it. I don't know. Right. When Denver became legal, there was this one park where like, it was just amateur hour, like on New Year's where everyone would smoke up at 420 in the park. And for some reason, I always inevitably had to drive through that crowd trying to cross the street. Interesting. And it was yeah. like secondhand high where even the cops and the crossing walks were like stoned and not paying attention. And there's just like, <laughs> I would just be stuck there for like 20 oh minutes. Oh my God. And the cops would be looking at me in like a little baby basic bitch white girls would be staring at me like i'm like i, I need to drive like walk faster yeah. you weirdo like and they're like judging yeah, no. me i'm like i don't know why i'm just a human in my car i'm not even yelling at you i'm not even carrying out i'm just like listening to sonic youth as i do can you please fucking go right yeah it was like the worst yeah i could see that um so i think it's an annoying yeah. holiday but i'm glad we partook today <laughs> yeah for sure i think it's uh you know, I I think if you don't make it a problem in your life, you know, if you, if you don't, be, yeah. you should never become dependent on anything. Like, And you I, always have to be yeah. honest about your reasons for doing right. things, too, because sometimes um, you can numb your feelings mm-hmm. in a way that's... There's a way to do that that's helpful if you're in a negative looping, but uh, not yeah. every day for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, you have sure. to know when to say when. Uh, if it helps you, like, just think better than yeah do it yeah. but i do know some people that take you know have had really bad experiences yeah. and they don't talk and i'm like yeah that's totally fine like that's yeah totally stoners 
we need to be better at not forcing yeah. our lived experiences with weed onto other people. Like I was even saying at the top of this episode, like Sativa and me have a weird relationship. It's not always what I want it to be in more ways than I even explained. And Clark's been great about that. He's not like, Oh, come on. It works for me. Just keep trying. Right. Like you've never said that. So like, and that's the thing. Everyone's so wired differently and has different reactions and different metabolisms and how that's going to like affect us, especially mm-hmm. with the more edible type stuff. And it's just like, right. let people have their experiences. Mm-hmm. I didn't like edibles at first. They made me paranoid, but I needed them for different things and mm-hmm. I powered through and now they're my particular drug of choice. Like when, or vessel of mm-hmm. pot of choice. I don't know how to yeah, put that, but right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, me smoking today a little bit with Clark is a rarity, which he had yeah. really good papers. I wasn't coughing. Yeah, yeah, it nice. it's a pretty pretty good system. It was smooth, but yeah, and like that that really is the thing is yeah, I same thing. I I used to be if I took edibles like mm-hmm. they would really affect me. Oh I mean, yeah, going back to that cookie thing, mm-hmm. one thing that I said to my cousin when we were in the car. I was like, I either, I don't want to alarm you. This is the way I said it. I don't want to alarm you. But I either peed in my pants or I'm going to pee in my pants. (laughs) And I had not. And I was actually fine. It was just, sometimes that paranoia does get you. Yeah. If I was paranoid like that every time I did it, oh, there would be no way. Mm Mm-mm. No way that I would do that. Yeah. No, I hid underneath my blankets once when I was having like, uh, I have a pain disorder and uh, one of my friends mm-hmm. in Denver just gave me a bunch of weed to see what would work, including edibles. And boy, did I get effed up. Yeah. And there was like cops in two parking lots away from my building. And I hid underneath my covers because I thought they were coming for me. And also there was like a gate between the parking. Like they were not there for me. Like, yeah. Even, they didn't know Lauren Blair who. They didn't know who I was. <laughs> but I was like, I got to hide. This is yeah. the only logical thing to do. Yeah, I would never be able to mm-hmm. do edibles because I do edibles to escape my anxiety. Right, I <laughs> so know. So that would be bad. But I don't know. There is something to power. I will say, if you don't want to, don't do it. But mm-hmm. like sometimes your body just needs to, a little bit of acclimation with edibles so, and then yeah. it gets better. But um, yeah. do you though? Yeah, exactly. And it's... and it. I'm really like the thing about it is I mean there's a there's a lot of like driving and smoking in this which isn't good no. I, I but the thing is is that like we were talking about they're so ridiculous it's like oh, yeah. yeah don't do that like, yeah this is they what, were this was this not is, like this is an example yeah. to follow the, yeah this is not aspirational <laughs> if you started smoking weed because of this movie yeah that's a little bit weird <laughs> yeah. um I feel like they're making fun of what people think weed does, you know. And I think that, too. I think they're they're like, we're going to lean the Mm -hmm. hell into this. Like, all these stereotypes. And and they sure did. But, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just like anything, it's like, I I think most of the time it doesn't hurt people compared to, I mean, so many other other drugs. Any other drug. I think a lot of people, it helps with, like, pain management and such. And, you know. I've I'm luckily I've never had to take it for that reason so I, I'm I'm lucky for that so I don't even know but yeah this a this was fun yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we yeah I'm glad that we finally watched it yeah we finally um, watched it yeah it was lighthearted too because we've had some serious ones lately Ooh, so for sure there's that um and bonkers like I think Field of Dreams is crazier than this movie. you know what. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. <laughs> I've been thinking about that movie since we watched it. And yeah, this one definitely has some out there stuff, but it's more understandable than Field it's of Dreams. It's more in this reality, even yeah. though it's a c- caricature of reality. Mm-hmm. Like, Field of Dreams was bonkers. Like, I, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. It was not the movie I watched when I was a kid. Maybe they changed it completely. Maybe we're Mandela affecting. Maybe yeah. it was a different movie. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe Shazam will come back into the or Kazam or whatever the yeah. <clears throat> Sinbad one was. Well, next week we're going to be watching Friday, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for because I also haven't seen. Yeah, and that's a, a really yeah. It's just I love Ice Cube. I Me think, too. I think he's such a good actor and like one of the best rappers. He's ever. one. He's 
Is he my favorite solo rapper? I think he is actually. Yeah. Like I, I saw yeah. him, Bone Thugs and Snoop Dogg in concert together. Oh wow. And like I'm a big Bone Thugs fan, but I like everyone that. was like, Oh Snoop though. I'm like, no, Cube, Cube, Cube. Yeah. I was there for Cube. Like and Bone Thugs. Like I like Snoop fine, but like Yeah. Nope. Ice Cube is my dude. Yeah. And like, he's exactly. He just he because he just that um oh, there's so much emotion to to his he's a, he's so dynamic yeah. like mm-hmm. that's why he's a good actor too yeah yeah and i'm and i'm like so glad that he really made something of himself and yeah i think friday is such a very good introduction to i i don't know i think maybe it was his first one but yeah we'll see it, yeah I guess. yeah i'm excited so yeah. we'll see you next week and uh yeah. follow us subscribe youtube tiktok at let's finally watch it i'm laura blair donovan at blairosaurus rex and i'm clark knez at other clarksy and that is how you stalk us and stay up on the things of the things mm-hmm. about us and our podcast thank you very much and we'll be back next week on monday Will we watch Friday? Friday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got there. Okay, I got yeah. there. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.